in that song you were singing, God is your strength. Do you believe that? And you know how he's your strength? You know why he's your strength, but you can stop that from happening. And that's what we want to talk about today, is we, we want to, do you all know, I think the Constitution starts out, we the people? You know how it starts out? We the people. And sometimes, somehow the church has forgotten that. And we forgot we the people, right? And uh, we think that the church is where you're at now. This is a building, right? The church is the people that are sitting in the pews, right? And without the people sitting in the pews, then, then the Holy Spirit doesn't work, right? And whether you know it or not, I need you. Because you have something I don't have. I have something maybe you don't have. And we're going to talk about these things because I remember, now, now I'm talking to you all, so don't go getting silly on me, okay? Get up here with me, all right? Some organizations don't allow, you know, uh, every, every now and then our women, the women in the church do communion, isn't that right? They serve communion. And some religions will not allow women to serve communion, isn't that right? And then some religions won't allow women to uh, preach the gospel and speak, right? And some religions don't even want uh, ladies even in the pulpit. You all know that. Why are you up here? Oh, God, I called you to be up here. All right. But some, some religions don't do that, right? And, and, and so the, the women, are not, they don't function in some churches. That's just how it's been for years, in some churches, right? That, you know, and so somebody asked me, because they see the women do a lot of him. They do the baptism in here. They can serve communion. They do I said, have you ever heard of an airplane flying with one wing? And I said, when the church doesn't allow the women in the church to do things, they're trying to fly with one wing. Because according to the gospel, the Holy Spirit gives gifts to people. You see? And he gives gifts to the body of Christ, right? So if we don't acknowledge all the people in the pews, then we're not acknowledging the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to the ladies in the church, right? Isn't that right? And what has hurt us for years is the men have tried to do the things in the church, and they failed at it because, like it or not, we don't understand the total functions of how women feel, right? That's why they can minister to each other like men can minister to each other. Does that make sense? And so we want to talk about every one of you in here in case you do. I see a lot of little kids and babies back there today. And see, the key to it is each one of those children back there has a gift, right? Whether it be a little girl or a little boy. Has nothing to do with your religion or your theology, right? Or your church doctrine. Because your church doctrine, your theology, your religion doesn't give gifts anyway, right? Gifts come from the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? And so each one of you in here is very important. And you need to know that you're in the body of Christ and God has given you a gift. And that gift is not for you, it's for the body of Christ. And when you don't share that gift, then you hurt me. Because I need that gift that you have. There are people, listen to what I'm saying, there are people in this church that have more faith than I have. Oh yeah. Okay, that's okay, right? They may not have the gift to teach, but they have the gift of faith. I have the gift to teach, right? They're, they're according to the gospel, right? There are, other, there are people who have the gift of healing. There are all these gifts in here make up we the people or the body of Christ, right? So there's no one person, there's no big U's and little I's, no big I's and little U's in the body of Christ. 
There's just positions and gifts that we are to use to serve to one another. Does that make sense? Now, some people will ask me, well, what is my gift? Well, usually your gift is what you do well. No, it's what you do well. Like, before I even got saved, I had a gift of gab. It just has to be anointed, then they call you a preacher. The, you know, and and, and uh, about 35 minutes, Isaac will set up, he'll stand up, and it lets me know that I've been 30 to 35 minutes, because the worst thing he is, is a long-winded preacher. All right, so, you know, so I usually cut it off. And so we may not get through this, but we'll get, you'll get your 35 minutes. Because, you know, yeah, right? You see? Because the worst thing is to overfeed. You get indigestion if you overfeed, right? So if, when, when I see you chewing slow, then it's time for me to stop, right? So, so here's the key to it is, I want you all, every, everybody in here, everybody in here, God has given you something for the body of Christ. And, and, and the thing that hurts me is how we can grieve. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit doesn't work. Yes, when we grieve the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't work. And I don't want anybody, including me, to grieve the Holy Spirit because I need your working. I need you. It's important to me that the Holy Spirit is working in your life because somebody in here's prayers may be who I'm riding on. Do you understand? You know, so I, you know, I've been through a whole lot of dealing with this cancer type thing and feeling good and great. Never had a lot of issues, right? You know why that probably is? Because somebody in here is praying. May not even be somebody in here, somebody outside. Well, in here and other places, right? And God hears the prayers, right? Because this ain't no one-man show. You understand? It's all of us. And so we don't want, the Bible says, I'll go ahead and read this. In Ephesians 30 and 32, the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So the reason it tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit is because when we grieve the Holy Spirit, it stops the Holy Spirit from working. Then it stops that gift from working. And I need that gift. And look around. Just look around. person next to you, all right? They need you. They need what you have. Because we all don't have the same thing. So we need each other. This is what the problem is in this country. President Trump ain't got nothing to do with what's going on here. The problem in this country is we forgot who we are as Christians. And if we would live by this, you wouldn't need a president. Huh? You wouldn't need welfare. Huh? You wouldn't need policemen. Right? So in the body of Christ, there's just as much craziness going on in churches as there is outside here. But we want to fix this thing and know how important it is. When you appreciate yourself, then you can appreciate what somebody else has. Do you understand? The problem of it is the Bible says, love thy neighbors thyself. I like it. I say, you all are lucky, right? Because I love me some Johnny Fields, right? So that means I can love y'all, right? Now, some folk, I don't want to love me because I look at how they treat themselves. No, you need to stay over there. All right, you see? So because we, we need each other. And I want to make sure we get this clear. And so the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, say Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has given you a gift. It has nothing to do with you. You, have no, you can't ask for it. You can't pray for it. It's a gift. And so he gives it according to where he feels that you would function best. You can't be a quiet person and be up here. But you can be a quiet person and have faith. You see what I'm saying? And so what we want to talk about is, I knew I wouldn't get through this. Remember we talked about So what we want to talk about is that I want, I need you. We need each other. We can't fly on one wing. And so when we start cutting off who can't do and who can't do, then we, we trying to fly on one wing. 
Do you understand? And many of you have been, uh, if you've been to the doctor or been to a hospital, have surgery, there's more than one person up in there. And, and you're grateful there's more than one person up in there, right? But they work it as a team to do what? To keep you healthy, right? Well, we need each other as a team to keep us spiritually healthy. Are you with me? So we're a team, and if we work as a team and as a unit in the body of Christ, then we keep each other healthy. Isn't that right? Because, see, I need your prayers, right? And you need my wisdom. That's good. I like that. Yeah. You see? So we, we, see, so we all valuable to each other. And we need to start looking at each other like that. And some of you in here are too concerned about where you at in your, in your life. God had nothing. That ain't going to do anything. It's a gift. You can't earn a gift. So don't tell me, well, you don't know. I'm not worthy. Now, who told you that? No, uh, you, God made, Christ made you worthy. He had nothing to do with you anyway. Right? So the, whether you do, whether you think, whatever you think of yourself has nothing to do with the gift God gave you. But you feel better about yourself when you use the gift that God has given you. And people around you will feel better about that, right? And so here we go when we talk about, we're going to go with this scripture, and I'm going to change the whole thing, but you'll be able to keep up with me, all right? Yeah, let's go with Corinthians. We'll go with Ephesians. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12, starting with verse 1. Now I am about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. I do not want you to be uninformed. So he says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I will not let you be informed. Brother West Isaac's teaching Trevor's class, so you'll have to let me know at 30. All right, so you see what I'm saying? So we, we need to understand this. We do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, which whom you were sealed in the day of redemption. And the reason we don't want to grieve this Holy Spirit is what? How, how do we keep from not grieving the Holy Spirit? Now, how many of you have been hurt? And, and, and you can love somebody and you've been hurt in your spirit. It's hard for you to receive them. Yes or no? Yes. All right? it, it's a challenge to do that. And, and if you, now some of us in here are not like, some of y'all above me, okay? So when I grieve in my spirit and somebody's done something grieve in my spirit, I'm done. God's still working on me. That's right. God is still working with me here. Come on. <laughs> he's still working with me. I'm trying to get, I'm trying, I'm more, he's working on me, right? And there's some more of you in here know what I'm talking about. When you grieve in your spirit, you want to do this. No, I don't have enough of you. <laughs> Can I get an amen from somebody know what I'm talking amen. about a bit? Yeah, all right. Well, the Bible is telling us that the whole, if we grieve the Holy Spirit, uh, there's ways that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And these ways are? To offend, displease, or provoke. See, 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 that's some deep stuff, folks. Right? Yes. All right, so, so I've done that. Amen. I've been on both sides of that. Okay, but and the Holy Spirit didn't work. Right. All right, now that's when you grieve in the Holy Spirit. So to help you to understand how the Holy Spirit feels, we're gonna drop down here and do the other one. And this is what can cause you not to function. Go ahead. Yes, to feel pain of mind or heart. When you have pain in your mind and your heart, it's hard to, to function, isn't it? Yes. Right. Yes. When somebody hurts you and and you feel that pain in your heart, it's hard. It's hard to function, right? Yes. All right. You can also be in pain on account of evil. And somebody can do an evil thing to you. It causes pain in your life. Isn't that right? Yes. 
So if we like that on the, in, on the human, can't we understand how it is with the Holy Spirit? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And so, so I know that now some people can handle this. You know, I'm kind of one of those guys that God's still working with me. You know, you can only have too many sorries with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can't, we, you know, no, I'm, he's working on me. Just because I'm up here don't mean he ain't working on me. Come on, this is the, you see, because, you know, about the second one, I'm about done. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, about the second one. It's like baseball, three strikes and you're out. No, 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 no. No foul tips. No balls. You get four, you know, no, 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 no. You got two. You see, see, you understand? With me. And so, and then when I go into that grieving, when I go into that grieving in my heart, then it, my spirit shuts down. Let's put it this way. There are people, and somebody in here may have been brokenhearted, and you've went through, let's do it because this makes it simple for you. Maybe you've went through a couple of marriages or a couple of relationships, and it didn't work, and you got your heart broken, and you say, I'll never love again. Like Alpha Alpha, remember Alpha Alpha and Spanky and all that? When he broke up with his little girlfriend, remember that? I'll never love again. You know, that's what he was saying. And he would sing that song, right? Because your heart's been broken, right? So it's hard for you to function. Does anybody understand me? Amen. Well, when you break the heart of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says don't quench the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah, it does. It says do not quench the Holy Spirit. Because when you quench, quench something, then you cause it not to work. Does that make sense? Yes. All right? And in Ephesians 4, verse 31 says, we are to get rid of all bitterness. All right, now here's, here's the key to it. Now, what causes the Holy Spirit not to function is when we're bitter. Now, when you're bitter, now I'll just talk about me because maybe y'all uh, can counsel me. When you're bitter, it is hard to see Jesus. You see what I'm saying? When you get bitter, it is hard. Yeah, it is. Sometimes when you get bitter, and you know some bitter people, none of y'all would be that, but you know some bitter people, and bitter people are hard to deal with. Maybe something has happened to them. It caused them to be bitter. And so, look, and so they can't get out of that because what? Bitterness does what? It quenches the Holy Spirit. Here we go. Also get rid of rage and anger. The Bible says, it says get rid of rage and, ang rage and anger. We, and so the, this is... Ephesians 4, 30 through 32. It says, get, the Bible even says, don't let the sun go down on your what? The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. So it's not telling us that we can't be angry. It's telling us to sin not. You can, can, you can get a person told, as the old folks say, and not cuss. Oh, yeah, you can get somebody off you if you know how to do it. Yeah, you can. You can get, you can get up off me now. Get, get, you better, you better, yeah, 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 you can. And you ain't got to use all those words, but you can get them up off you. So the Bible ain't saying you can't get them up off you. The Bible is not even saying you can't be angry. But the Bible says be angry and sin not. All right? And so some things you need to be angry about. You know, there's a mother's mad. You all know the group Mother's Mad. The, young, the lady that started this daughter was killed in a car wreck. And look how many millions of people have been saved because they had that organization. So she took her anger and put it in a good way. So you can take your anger and sin not. Yeah, you can. My mother, you say, you can get somebody told without cussing. That's real old school there. Yeah, right. Here we go. 
Also brawling and slander. And, and look, at, look at brawling and slander. You, you know, watch, watch brawling. How many, the graveyard is full of folks that started this brawling. And slander, you don't have a right. When you slander someone else, guess what? You're grieving the Holy Spirit. You see, because, see, do you know whether you like a person or not, they still God's child? And here's what I found out one, one time in, in my life is there are some people have a reason to be upset. And instead of me getting on their case a little bit, because, you know, I used to go to the, to, to the store, I go shopping in some place, and I get up there to pay this stuff, and, and they kind of act kind of like, they, you know, I'm kind of strange or something. And I would get with people. So you need another job, honey, because this ain't working for you. Oh, yeah, I have told people that. Yeah, I have told people. But then when I got in the spirit, it says, you don't know what she went through last night. You don't know what she got up to this morning. You see what I'm saying? And so when the Holy Spirit works, the Holy Spirit sees that. And now I go up there and I say, huh, how are you doing? And I don't care if they smile or not. You having a good day? Right? I'm going to be kind. And, and, soon, and pretty soon they start talking to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if I grieve the Holy Spirit, then I'm going to stay in bitterness, and now we've got two bitter people. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, I'm the only sinner up in here, right? <laughs> I done told y'all I'm, I'm saved. I just ain't safe. Right. You see, so I got to keep, I'm working on the safe thing, right? And God, the Holy Spirit is working in me. But we got to be real when we know that, because it takes the Holy Spirit. Y'all love me? Yes. It takes the Holy Spirit to love some of y'all. You see, you see, oh yeah, it does. It takes the Holy Spirit to love some folk. Yeah, it does take the Holy Spirit to love some folk because some of them folks you want to be bitter with. Amen. Right. Some of them folks you want to get, you, you want to go into a rage. Amen. Some of them folks you want to be angry with, right? I hate to say it, but some of those folks you would like to, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's here. It wouldn't be in here if it wasn't telling us not to do it. Now, ain't nobody, I'm the only person here who want to knock somebody out. You see what I'm saying? All right. But the Holy Spirit keeps me. Yeah. The Holy Spirit keeps me from doing that. Now, come on. We real in here? I know I'm the only person that wants to cuss somebody out, right? But the Holy Spirit keeps me from doing that. And I know I'm the only person that don't want to give that number one finger out the car window. But the Holy Spirit keeps me from doing them things. Y'all need to hear what I'm saying. I can't do those things on my own. It takes the Holy Spirit to help me to do those things. I'm not that big. I'm not that big. I'm not that good enough man. I'm not that righteous enough. I cannot do it on my own. It for me. It is impossible for me to do it on my own. So I have to have the Holy Spirit into my spirit to, 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 to counsel my spirit and say, you need to keep your hand on the steering wheel. You need to keep your mouth shut. You understand? You need to leave. Am I the only person here that needs the Holy Spirit to guide and lead him in here? You see? So I can't afford, see, wait a minute, I cannot afford uh, to grieve the Holy Spirit. Ask me why. Because I'd be a new kind of fool. You see? So, oh yeah. I know that I cannot make it without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? If I could make it without the assistance of the Holy Spirit, Brother Tim, I wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. God gave me the, the Holy Spirit because he knew that I was lacking something in my spirit and in my life because I could not live up to the standard of the gospel. And it, I got the Holy Spirit now, and it's still a struggle sometimes. 
Yes. All right. So, so, but you want my gift to work, and I want your gifts to work, right? So we don't need to grieve the Holy Spirit. And these are the things that will grieve the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is grieving, I suffer as much as you suffer. I suffer because you're not using your gift that I need in my life. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I have no clue where I'm it at. It tells us once we get rid of all in verse 32 okay. that we are to be kind and passionate to one another. This is the problem. We don't need no new laws. We just need to be kind and compassionate to one another. Some people have a, you ever have a bad day? Well, the woman that, that's, or the man that's at the counter is having a bad day. You understand? So we got to be compassionate with one another. Do you understand? All right. And we are to forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And see, that is hard for me to do that. Is that am I the only one that's hard for to do that? You know, I'm supposed to forgive folks. You know, but wait, can I just get... <laughs> you see? Do you know there's a spot here? If my hair would grow out, there's a spot on this side and a spot on that side. You know, it's from coaching. Because... <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm serious. If, if my hair would go out, because, see, I was never a coach that would cuss at the kids and the kids, and the kids love me, but I've done a whole lot of this, Sister <laughs> you know, How can you do, you know what I'm saying? You got children? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? You got kinfolk? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You see? But see, the Holy Spirit it's at least got me to just doing that. You understand? But you understand what I'm saying? So what we're trying to do is we need to be compassionate with one another. And, and, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to get upset. It is in the midst of our anger, in the midst of our being upset, you still should have compassion. You see? Do you know who you need to have compassion upon? President Trump. Ask me why. Can you run your household? How would you like to think about trying to run this country? You know what else you need to have compassion on? Your pastor. Yes, sir. That's right. You ought to hear some of the stuff he got to deal with. With folk up in here. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we know compassion. So we need to have compassion toward who? One another. Yes. Forgiving each other. Because we're gonna, people make mistakes. People make mistakes. And I don't care what you're in, what kind of relationship you're in, sooner or later, somebody's going to hurt somebody. If you've got two people in the same room, I'm telling you, sooner or later, somebody's going to hurt somebody, and you're going to have to have forgiveness, right? right. You all saying amen. Wait till you get home, huh? <laughs> I said, Pastor said, you're supposed to forgive me. No, the Bible says you're supposed to forgive me. All right? So now we'll go back to 1 Corinthians and talk about gifts in verse 4. Now, here's what I want to talk about. Uh, uh, be verse, where are we at? 4? 4. Okay. Okay, read verse 4, and then I'll get it. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. All right, so who gives these, who distributes these gifts? The Holy Spirit. Does he, does he, the Holy Spirit love me more than he loves you? No, and so Holy Spirit gives each one of us, even those baby kids back here, I'm telling y'all, the Holy Spirit is already giving those kids a gift. Now, I want to do this this way because it makes more sense to me. And, uh, and I just, just because there's a different kind of service but the same Lord. All right, so each one of us has it. And everybody look at me. Look, I want you to look at me. You have something God gave you. Can't nobody take it from you. But you can grieve the Holy Spirit that it, so it doesn't work through you. 
But see, and so some of you need to get your head up and start thinking about what God thinks of you and what he's giving you and quit thinking about what people can take from you. Yes. Right? Because what God has given you is sealed. Nobody can take that from you. Listen here. Can't nobody do it like you do it. Because God didn't give that to anybody else but you. Do you understand what I'm saying is, and if you go, and I'm talking about, I want you to hear what I'm saying so we don't have to do a lot of reading. Uh, the gifts through the Spirit are in verse 8 and 10, and the first one is what? Wisdom. That is my gift, wisdom. I'm telling you, even as a kid, I was always the kid that could figure out stuff. You see, my mother used to say, but you'll say anything. Mom used to say, Chester, you just run your mouth too much. You'll say anything. Yeah, but she, I, should, I say she's in heaven now. I say, that wasn't wisdom, hon. It wasn't wisdom. But, but I did have that gift of wisdom. And that's what I use up here. Okay? Next one is what? Knowledge. Knowledge. I don't have knowledge. Like some people, like Brother Trevor. Brother Trevor's in Rochester, New York, today for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And, you know, he runs that whole organization, does that. That's knowledge. You know what knowledge comes from? Books and personality people with a degree. So I don't have a lot of book knowledge, but I have wisdom. So I don't need, I don't need a whole lot of guess knowledge because Brother Trevor has knowledge and I have wisdom and we work together as a team and it works good. Brother Trevor came to me and he said, Pastor, you need to get with the young people. And I was about ready to get with him because I'm thinking he's talking about he talking about uh, these messages, these great messages I'm giving up here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he was saying, I said, what do you mean? He said, you need to be on Facebook. And what's some other things? Twitter. Twitter. I have a flip phone, folks, so you all don't know. But what is <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. And we on what? What am I on? YouTube, and Twitter. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty good. Facebook. I'm on all these things, right? Because of my wisdom or his knowledge? Because of his knowledge. And he set us up a website. And people all over the country listen to us. It was his knowledge. So he fixed his, God blessed him to give him the knowledge to show pastor's wisdom in other places. Come on here. Come on here. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Come on here. You see? And somebody has wisdom, but they may not have, may not, not have knowledge. Somebody may have knowledge, but needs wisdom. Because some people are educated fools. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So they definitely need somebody with some wisdom. Come on here. This is real. And the other one is faith. I'll just do these. And the other one is faith. There are people, like I tell you, I'm not embarrassed to say that. There are people sitting in these pews that have more faith than me. But that's okay. I don't need it because they got it. You see, and it could be somebody that you don't even know. They don't talk much in the church. Don't say much in the church. But they praying and they have a lot of faith. And there's some people that have the healing gift. Now, God has blessed me with that. And some others have the healing gift in here. Do you understand they have the gift to heal, but guess who gives it to you? The Holy Spirit. Go ahead with the next one. Uh, miraculous <clears throat> powers. And some people have that. I mean, they just have it. I mean, it's, got, it's called the it. <laughs> some people just have it. They just got the it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. We also have prophecy. Some people have prophecy. And prophecy can be speaking like I'm speaking, or it can be prophesizing in the future. Okay. Mm -hmm. Also distinguishing between spirits. And there are people sitting there that have the discerning of the spirit. They know what the spirit really is going on. They can feel the spirit and see what spirit's going on. Do you understand? And you're sitting in here. Every one of you in here has got some of this. Right. You just got to figure out which one it is. The Holy Spirit will tell you. And the other one? 
speaking in different kinds of tongues. And there's some speaking in speaking tongues, and there's some that interpret the speaking in tongues. See, everybody doesn't speak in tongues, uh, but, in, but uh, there's some that interpret in tongues, all right? Does that make sense? That's why when you go to some churches and everybody's speaking in tongues, somebody lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you know Satan can speak in tongues too. You do know that. Yes. Yeah, everybody ain't supposed to, because everybody ain't in the church ain't got to get to speak in tongues. That's according to the scripture. Right. All right, here we go. And it also tells us in Romans 12, 6 through 8, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. So we have different gifts according to the grace that's given to each of us. That's Romans 12, 6 and 8. So there are different gifts. Listen to me. You in here somewhere. You in here somewhere. Okay, and I like these. All right, the first one is prophecy according uh, with their faith. We, is that the right one, prophecy? Mm -hmm. yep. So prophecy, but we went over prophecy. This, this, here's a gift that you don't see much in the church. And that is serving. It's serving. I came down and he don't know it, but Brother Steve Burrow was down here by him. It was hot. And so I drove my truck car and he was taking care of all them bushes out there in the heat by himself. I didn't want him to see me because he might want me to come over and help him. <laughs> but see, you see, yeah. hey, 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 my gift is wisdom. Not cutting the weeds out. <laughs> yeah, you see what I said? Yeah, yeah. He didn't know that. Raise back here. Raise your hand. You didn't see me, did you? Boy, but I saw you, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but that's his gift. It's serving. Brother, brother, you know, yes, yes, that's serving. That's serving. Some people have the gift to serve. They want to do. They could, like brother Larry cut the grass. Brother Roger cutting the grass. Brother Tony, the uh, deacon here, Gogo. Uh, uh, vacuuming, Brother West, vacuum, cleaning people, that's called serving. Somebody has this gift that they want to serve, and that's what gets me in churches. What can I do? You can serve. There's plenty of things to do. Right. And some people have that, and they, they, they don't, because they ain't doing it for me. Right. God gave them the gift right. for the body of Christ. That's right. Amen. All right? Okay. All right. When I said serving and talking about working. Uh, a little too much. It got, that got real quiet up in here, right? And some people have the gift to teach. They're just good teachers. And wait a minute. Now, teaching has a lot to do. If you look under teaching, teaching also is counseling. That, yes, teaching is counseling. You see, people think it's teaching. They think it's teaching here. No, 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 no. Teaching is life. You see? See, uh, people would do better if they knew better. Well, they can't do any better unless they got what? A teacher. Remember the Enoch soldier? When, when, when Philip asked him, do you know what you read? He said, how can I? Let some man teach me. And so some things about teaching. This is what I was talking to a young man earlier about because he came out of, he wants to have a better uh, family than he came out of. There's nothing wrong with that. He said, you got to break the generational curse. How are you going to break the generational curse? You can only break the generational curse unless some man teaches you. Or some woman teach you, okay? Uh, you know, if you learn how to cook, ladies and gentlemen, if you learn how to cook, it's either grandma or mama taught you how to do those things. So teaching, we need to teach it not only in the body. See, it's not in here. We don't need it in here. We need it out there. See, see the, the, gifts, the gifts are for the church, the body of Christ, to use out here. Do you understand? Am I doing all right? Okay. Another gift that we don't hear about is an encourager. It's, it's encourager. Some people just encourage people. You see, just encourage people. Right? I just had a good conversation with some old friends I hadn't seen in a long time. I don't want to embarrass them put on the front row, but looking fit and looking great. 
looking great and doing that, that's an encouragement. You see, am I looking good? Y'all ain't 72 yet. That ought to be encouragement to you. Well, a pastor can look like that. I ought to be able to look like that at 30. I like that at 30. Everybody got quiet up in here. Yeah, encouragement. Some people just need to get in there and just encourage. Come on, pastor. Amen. Encourage other people. It's an incredible gift. You see? Some people need to just know that you need to tell them you can make it. Yeah, you can. You can do this. It's a gift. It's a gift. There are a lot of people need to be encouraged. Yes, it's that lady or that gentleman out there that's, that's working. You can walk up to him and say, you're doing okay. It's going to be a good day. It'll get better. That's all they need to see. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes somebody just needs you to open the door for them. Thank you. You understand? All right. And in households, we should encourage each other in households. The best, the best encourage in a household ought to be the people in the household. You see, if you raise your children, encourage your children to be the best they can be, then they won't get caught up into this stain of other people putting them down, bullying and talking about them. You see? Listen to me. Quit telling your children they got to find themselves. What does that mean? God's already gave me a self. I just need to be the best self I can be, not go looking for something. Uh, okay. All right. All right. We also you have. See, see. Let me see, let me do this. If you tell your child that you are proud of their their child, they won't have to look for somebody else to tell them that. That's true. Right. Right. You see, an encouraging thing, gentlemen. You know, when you're a good father, say what, Pastor? You want your daughter to marry a man like you. You know, you're teaching and encouraging her to look for someone like you. This is what this whole thing's all about. This thing ain't about in here. We can do this in here. Isaac can sing and I can preach. We can take care of all this in here. It's out of there where we need this work and in these pews. They need, you all need, we need each other in here. The person next to you, I can't fly with one wing. I can't fly with one wing. You're the other wing. You see? There's two wings on those planes, right? You let that one on the back, that little one on the back fall off. You understand? You let one of them wheels fall off. Let one of them motors fall off. We need each other. You may not think you big, but you're important. Can I tell you a story? I was helping, a friend was helping me move a fridge, refrigerator, and he thought he was stronger than he was and it slipped, and I tried to catch it and crushed his finger. That's why I spit on And they were thinking about if they were going to take it off, what, and then stuff, they stuck needles down there and all that stuff to get it out, and they fixed it. It was my right hand. Now, I'm athletic, smart, full of wisdom. Brushing my teeth with my left hand was quite something doing some other things with my left hand <laughs> was quite something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All because of this thumb changed my whole life. So all at once, when I got that thing, because they put the metal, when I got that thing off, I kissed it. You sure? You're just <laughs> this, this is a... 
I didn't know how important this little thumb was until I couldn't use it. You be, might be a little person in this church, but we don't function as well as we should function unless you are functioning. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, all right. To go with the gift of encourage, maybe you're a giver. You may be a giver. Some people just give. They're a giver. They give time. They give money. That's what they do. They have it to give, and they become a giver. That's a gift. Okay? A gift of leading diligently. Some people are just natural-born leaders. They can just lead. It's a gift. Everybody can't lead. You see, everybody's not a leader. My, my daughter... They had a four before at St. Teresa's Academy when I was coaching. She was the leader of the four before, but she was the slowest. But she was still the leader. They looked to her for inspiration and encouragement, even though she was the slowest. Does that make sense to you? But she had that gift to lead. Sometimes the best person doesn't always have the gift at their talent to lead somebody else leads and they can use their talent all right and the last gift is showing mercy while doing it cheerfully some people can show mercy and do it cheerfully i mean there's some people that can be kind and gentle brother larry can do that brother larry gable's got that gift about him that he can walk in a room no matter the situation is and show mercy and 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 still be cheerful that's a gift is it time that's a that's a gift that's a gift that some people have. And see, one of the things, where am I at? Just let me know. Verse 6. Uh, I'll go ahead, 6 and 7. Do you all understand who you are? Do you understand how important you are? Do you want the body of Christ to fly? Don't quench the spirit and use your gift because it can't fly on one wing. That's right. Do you understand? All right. So back to 1 Corinthians, verse 6. There are different kinds of working. But in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. It's the same God that works in the little lady as the big lady. The little guy is the big guy. It's the same spirit that works in all of us. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Does everybody understand? It ain't got nothing to do with what people think about who you are. They didn't give you that gift. That wasn't a biological thing. You're born again, right? So it doesn't matter what family you came out of. It doesn't matter what your zip code is. It ain't got nothing to do with none of that stuff. It's who God is and who he wants to be in your life and what gift he's given you. And he wants you to use it so the body of Christ can be fulfilled like it should be. All right? And lastly, in verse 7, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To who? The common good. And to each one? Each one. Look at somebody and you'll see a gift. You'll see a gift. It's God's gift to the body of Christ. It's God's gift to you. Isn't that a blessing? Give God a hand clap. Can you get up? Just because this young man is doing a good job for us, I want him to Get his prompts, all right? We had a graduate that wasn't here a couple of weeks ago, so uh, Jalen Colbert. No, you say that. Okay, we'll, we'll do it. Okay. So you got that mic on me. I got your back, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
graduating from Winnetonka High School. He'll be attending Maple Woods uh, Trade School this, yeah, this we'll fall. He's studying to be an electrician, which is a fine profession. That was his ideal. This is what he's going to do. Speak right in my mic. There he um, I decided to go to the Air Force. And yeah, I started. I, what was it? I already talked to my recruiter, and I'm going back to talk to him again and then start the process. So. Yeah. All right.